Welcome to Bucks County Conversations. I'm Charlotte Reese. This is a production of the Bucks County Commissioner's Department of Communications and your source for real conversations happening within the Bucks County government. Bucks County Conversations. Bucks County Conversations. We lend an empathetic ear and have great conversations. In this episode, we hear right from one of our three commissioners. Hi, Diane Ellis Marseglia, Bucks County Commissioner, but also a social worker. I am the mother of two, my late daughter Becky and my daughter Katie. I have two Shih Tzus who are amazing, Bambi and Bunny. In my free time, I like to go to the gym, I'm learning how to ride a horse, and I like to ride a bike. And later, here at the Hub, we kind of have our, our fingers on the pulse of human services in Bucks County. We catch up with Amy Crossan and Katie Marseglia, who are celebrating one year of the Bucks County Human Services Hub and planning for year two. The goals really are to get the word out again. This is Bucks County Conversations. For Commissioner Marseglia, Bucks County is more than the place she serves. My family has been here and been very entrenched in the Bucks County community for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's her home and her family's history. They lived down where the U.S. Steel Mill is in farms beginning in the late 1600s, early 1700s. Where they've seen it change and transform over the years. My grandparents sold their property at U.S. Steel to U.S. Steel, like it was a farm then, and it became in 1953 United States Steelworks. My father ended up working there. And that was a real hub of Bucks County. It's what made Levittown be born. You know, they needed workforce housing, they needed people to come in, and William Levitt came and built thousands of houses. And then, quite frankly, you know, as I was getting out of college and I got married to someone who worked at the steel mill, it closed. And so that was just such a slap to Bucks County, to all the people in Levittown. I don't know that incomes have ever recovered from that. A lot of the people that I went to high school with, their parents had worked there, and that's what they were planning to do, and suddenly that opportunity was gone. So I think, you know, having a family heritage here in Bucks County, but also watching something like that happen and change the whole landscape of a community really has made me stay involved. Yeah. So can you give a little intro, tell me about how you became Commissioner Marseglia? Okay. So, you know, I grew up in a family that was involved in elections, not necessarily politics. My father was a judge of elections, but they, they dabbled in it. I grew up in a Republican family. Um, after I went to college to be a social worker, I just changed my party to Democrat and realized I needed to get involved. So I had some background. I often link back to the fact that when I was in eighth grade, I had a teacher who had us read a book called Poverty and the Poor. And after I read that book, I knew, knew, knew I wanted to be a social worker. And then I had another teacher in ninth grade who made us all go to a local school board meeting to see what they were like. And I was hooked then on how the community works together, how school boards work. And so when I was finished college, I got married and was just home with a six-week-old baby when I saw that the Nishamani school board had an opening on it. And you would apply for it because you were filling someone's seat. But I was the only one they interviewed that none of them knew. And because of that, they put me on the board. 
frankly, I ran for re-election, and they were building a new high school at the time that had everybody very upset, and I lost for school board. And after that, I ran for township supervisor about three years later, and I lost. But I was still interested. I really wanted to serve the community. So two years later, I ran for township supervisor again, and I won. So you know, you can lose a few times and still go on. And actually, right after I lost, about a year afterwards, my daughter took her life, and she was 16 at the time. And the Chamonix community in Middletown was so kind to me and, and held me up that when friends asked me to run the next year for re-election, I decided I was going to do it. I was going to do it because I wanted to give back to this community that had held on to me so, so tightly. So it was kind of a, an amazing series of events that happened, but I did win my seat back. Um, about two years later, my party chairman had come to me and said, hey, we really want you to run for county commissioner. And I just laughed, right? I have this nice township supervisor thing, and I'm a social worker at Pensbury during the day. I'm good. Thanks very much. And he said, you should be a social worker for the whole county. And I, he had me at social worker, you know. So I said, well, I'll run. I really didn't think I would win, but I did it anyway. And then lo and behold, I turned out to win. And that was November 2007. And I took office as the minority commissioner here in 2008. So that's how I landed here. Um, and then I was always the minority commissioner until Commissioner Harvey and I ran. And we took office with Commissioner DiGirolamo in January 2020. And then the pandemic hit. <laughs> so that's the story there. Yeah. I like how you said about being a social worker for the whole county. Can you talk about just what being a social worker kind of is and then how you put that into your position as a commissioner? So social work, you know, it, it can be a lot like psychology in the fact that we do counseling with people, we do therapy with people, we help people get over grief and trauma and all of that. The one difference with social work is that we tend to take in what's happening in the outside world. So if someone has a problem with income, that affects their mental health status too. If they have a chronic disease, that affects their mental health status. And if you look at what the county does, two-thirds of what we do is really social work. We work with children who have been neglected and abused in their families. We work with people who have mental illness. We work with people who have drug and alcohol addiction issues. We run the county jail, which has people facing all kinds of difficulties. We have a nursing home. We run the Area Agency on Aging. So we're taking care of people throughout the continuum of their life. And it's not just how they feel inside, it's what the impact of the community is. So that's why, social worker for the whole county. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. And what are some things that you're looking forward to, either projects, initiatives, continuing um, what's been happening? Yeah, I, I guess one of the main things that I'm eager to work on is mental health. Some of the stigma is still there, so we need to keep making sure that we work to erase that. Everybody goes to the doctor when they're physically ill. Everybody tries to take care of themselves, I hope, you know, physically. But when it comes to mental health, we're not so quick with that. And we need to pay as much attention to our mental health and then when people are mentally unwell, we need to get them the help they need. Unfortunately, because so many hospitals closed over in the 70s and 80s, we are now incarcerating people who have mental illness because there's nowhere for them to go. And so I'd like to be able to change that and stop that in Bucks County. We are hoping in the next year to open a temporary and then a full-time forensic center for people who may have a mental illness and may have run into contact with the police we just began in August, Judge Boylan is hearing mental health court, 
And so that runs a lot like drug court, and I'm hoping we do a lot more of both of those. So that idea is that a judge and a probation officer have a very intense watch over you, and they see you all the time in court, once a week, once every other week, and you go to therapy, and you get a job, and you do all the things that, that are necessary to be healthy and to be a productive ma member of society. And then at some point you're done and your charges are wiped away. It's like it never happened. So you have a clean record. And talk a little bit about projects that you're most proud of. Things that have happened recently, things that you maybe aren't too sure that Bucks County residents know about or know fully about. You know, I think one of the biggest things I'm proud of is the co-responder program that we started. We have them in three departments right now. We're about to add it into three more departments. And those co-responders go and handle kind of social work issues that come up for police officers. We also just opened a visit house and we may open another one. So a visit house is where people who are separated from their children can have a visit with their kids. So maybe their children are involved with children and youth. Uh, perhaps there's some kind of family supervised visitation from the courts and you can go in there. There's a living room, there's a kitchen and you can play a game, watch TV, hang out on the couch with your kids and have kind of a normal environment. A lot of times over the years, people who had to have supervised visits had to go to like Burger King and play in the playground, but there was no way to just be relaxed in a home environment with your kids. Another thing is we now have a hub in Bucks County, so it's always been difficult for people. They either use the yellow pages or they Google and they try to figure out where they're supposed to go for counseling or where they can get help with their oil bill or something. For now, we're going to catch up with two people who work closely with the Hub. I am Amy Crossan. I'm the Finance and Admin Manager of Human Services, also the Supervisor of the Hub. And I am Katie Marseglia. I am the Resource Navigator for the Hub. We'll catch back up with Commissioner Marseglia later. A lot of our calls where people start off with, hi, I don't know if this is the right number to call or if I'm in the right place, but this is my issue. And we love to help with that. Sometimes you need that human connection to really express to someone else what you need. The Hub is this place or person on the other side of the phone, email, or text message that you can contact with any human services related question. We're experts in Bucks County about anything related to human services in Bucks County. And it's great that the county has this to offer to everyone really. It's as much a literal hub as it is a metaphorical center point for finding services and resources the county and its community partners offer. Very much a collaborative effort with the Human Services Department, Area Agency on Aging, Children and Youth, Behavioral Health and Developmental Programs, and also involved in the planning was the Bucks County Opportunity Council, BCHIP, which stands for Bucks County Health Improvement Partnership, and also the United Way. So it really was a wonderful group effort. So we were thrilled to see it finally come to fruition and open a year ago. I look at the hub as kind of like a door to human services. We do many things, but most importantly, we're a starting point. That's what the hub is here for. We're here to help you get to where you need to be. And it's very person-centered. You're always gonna deal with someone who is understanding, empathetic, and we're just really happy to serve the community and provide this much needed service. Yeah, and that's what, I like how you say starting point. When I picture the hub and you guys answering the phones and being just that person, you know, like when you call 
some phone number sometimes and you just want to talk to an operator you're like screaming at the phone operator please you just need somebody to be able to connect you and that's that's the way i look at it you guys are that operator and sometimes people are just overwhelmed and they can't do the research themselves whether that be finding a therapist or just you know figuring out what to do and it's tough these days here at the hub we kind of have our, our fingers on the pulse of human services in bucks county a big part of the hub that i like is the statistics and the data as we grow we add different categories we think of different ways to monitor different things so we know what the need is and where there might be gaps of services so that's another great thing about the hub we're not just offering services but we're tracking i see the hub long term as you know we're evolving we're going to be changing but i think that we can really point administrators and county officials towards the direction of what's needed in the community which i think is a great service and speaking of how the hub is changing and evolving and growing we will be having a presence at the children and youth visit house down in langhorn so one or two days a week by appointment only if you need something if you need to come in or if you just want to speak to a person in person face to face you can call the hub we can make an appointment for you down in langhorn and we can set that up and get that going we are here to help you so just remember that do you have numbers too? like how many calls has the hub gotten and where you saw the most need what do you think people in bucks county should know after this first year about the hub so i would say we're near 2000 inquiries and those would be new inquiries too so when i say inquiry i say like a walk-in a phone call an email but we do have many people that are returning guests people that we've helped them and they said you know let me reach out again but for housing and homelessness eviction prevention that's the category you put people in who are homeless seeking housing that sort of thing that's 411. we have learned a lot about the gaps in the community housing is a real issue affordable housing it's the number one reason people contact the hub if we don't get at least three to five calls related to housing i'm surprised you know we're working diligently to get them on the list with the housing link so that they can eventually be connected to that housing and i think covid 19 has a lot to do with that regards to just lack of affordable housing lack of landlords that accept section 8 that want to work with our providers so that's really a need in the community that is not only in Bucks County, but I think nationwide, the homelessness crisis. And the next bar would be non-human services, county services. That's at 242. So that's a huge gap. You know, people, people are calling about housing. People need housing. Close third would be 236 for DHS benefits and welfare. Katie has been helping people literally apply. They will come into the office and use our computers. Some people don't even have access to a computer. So that's a wonderful service that the hub offers. People call about getting food stamps, getting, you know, TAMF, Medicaid, anything like that. We are really seeing in the community that people are just struggling to, you know, pay for everyday needs. So more people are applying for benefits. Then we have older adult supports. So a lot of individuals will call about family members that are aging and can't care for themselves anymore and need direction on what to do. Do they put them in a nursing home? What's the appropriate place? Can they get in-home care? Some people themselves that are elderly will call and say, you know, I need some help. So we connect them with the area agency on aging often. We've dealt with several people who are out of state 
you know, maybe they live in North Carolina, but their aging parent is here in Bucks County. They have no access to anything up here, but they still need to help their parent. So they can call us and say, please help me. I have no idea what to do because I'm not there. We have a various number of different calls, but then after that, I would say behavioral health and mental wellness. So people seeking therapeutic services, psychiatric services for themselves or for family members or friends. And that is also another gap. There's a huge staffing crisis occurring right now. There's long wait lists for therapy, for psychiatry. A lot of places aren't even accepting wait lists. It's a crisis. And we're here to help in any way possible to to connect people with therapists that might be, you know, accepting new patients are available. But that is just a huge need. We refer a lot to NAMI because NAMI's support groups are online, virtual, and there is no wait list. You know, the hub, we want people to live to their fullest potential. And the hub can be that starting point. Mm -hmm. Right. And keeping on the topic of growing the hub and expanding a little bit. What are your goals going in to year two for the hub? The goals really are to get the word out. Again, we need to remind people, hey, we are here. We're out here for you. And well, we thought we'd be a little further along with COVID, but I really hope to get out there again doing events, getting the word out, speaking with people face-to-face out in the community. It's hard sometimes when you're over the phone to help someone because maybe they feel awkward on the phone. When you're in person, you can really see the whole picture, I think. And hopefully we can, you know, add more employees in the hub so we can help more people and maybe have more of a permanent presence in Ben Salem, Bristol, down in that area because... It's hard for people to get to Doylestown, so I'm hoping to expand that. Yeah, and I would love to strengthen our partnerships. We're not just here for community members. We're here for professionals, you know, therapists, community organizations, case managers. Everyone, you know, with the mental health crisis has so much on their plate that you just, you can't know all the resources and you don't know all the resources. So for them to utilize us, for other professionals to call, like a warm handoff, I like that the hub can help other professionals. And in that way, we're better serving community members. That's great. And um, what is something that you want people after they listen to this to walk away and just know about your team, you guys and the hub? I think we have a great team in human services in general, and specifically in the hub. Katie truly goes above and beyond for every call that is taken. And I've heard this from people she has helped. They've reached out to me directly to say, I can't believe the level of service, the kindness, the respect, the follow through, and just going above and beyond. We really care about the people who call. There's one thing I just want people to know, please call us. There is no, this is a no wrong door situation. Call us with anything and we can at least try to help you so yeah that that's all i want to say i mean we're here and we want to help you we can we can try and we can try (laughs) i like to think we always can help even if it's a little bit yeah even if it's a little bit there's no wrong call like you know we're growing just call us just email us you know we're, we're the door we're the door into getting getting better and getting well 
and getting what you need and what you are entitled to as a community member, as a human. You know, there's certain things that we need. And just like that, as our conversation was wrapping up. Okay. Um, so yeah, let me, let me take you to security. I'll be, can you just give me one second? Exhibit A right there. Right in front of our eyes. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) We'll help you no matter what you need. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for talking to me about the hub and getting the word out. Thanks for having us, Charlotte. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Can I just do a quick plug of our numbers and info again? Of course. Please do. So, yeah. You can reach us directly at 215-348-6201. You can email thehub at buckscounty.org. You can text me at 267-374-3531, which may be helpful, you know, if you're feeling a little nervous and you're more comfortable, you know, communicating electronically. So we have those options for everyone. And of course, in person, we're on the first floor of the administration building. And let's wrap things up with Commissioner Marseglia too. Can I talk about the suicide task force real quick? Yeah, of course. I guess one other thing I'm really proud of, and, and this started probably eight years or nine years ago, just a couple years after I became a commissioner, is we started a suicide task force. I'm obviously having lost a child to suicide. This is an issue that's very important to me, and I wanted to bring it up as soon as I got to the county. Now we're at the point where all but one school district is involved and we have two walks, one in the lower end, one in the upper end. The money that we raise generally goes back to the schools in terms of programs that they want to put on or something they want to do in the schools to promote mental wellness, to prevent suicide, and we in fact have a hotline. So, and we have a hotline at the jail too. So, you know, this we have plenty of steps to go but this was a topic that nobody talked about and now we have a task force we have people that are dedicated to this Um, we're training people in the community with what's called QPR uh, question persuade refer and that's about how to make sure that people average citizens can talk to someone who's in distress and be able to get them help I think I think we're good is there yeah thank you good luck putting that into something yeah no this is great That's it for this episode of Bucks County Conversations. Thanks for tuning in. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search Bucks County Gov. That's Bucks County G-O-V-T. Until next time, I'm Charlotte Reese. This is Bucks County Conversations.